If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour the jesse kelly show and yes it's gonna be a fun one here we get to make fun of black lives matter and stupid people who gave money to them here in a second but you have to do a couple of things first i have to finish up on some stuff joe biden was saying and first let's make fun of democrats uh jerry nadler and carolyn maloney they're two democrats right two democrats who are nine thousand years old and they're both running in new york because they've been there forever They're both the chairs of very, very powerful committees in Congress. And now (laughs) they're running against each other. How great is that? And I'll tell you, though, when you look at the picture of it, Jerry Nadler is so old. And Carolyn Maloney is so old. And whenever I see pictures like this, I think to myself, okay, so you're Jerry Nadler. Everyone remembers, in case you don't remember, we'll make sure we put this up. On, we'll put this up on our uh, show Twitter and show Instagram page. Remember when Jerry Nadler got up to give a speech and then pooped his pants and then walked off the stage and everyone, I'm not making this up. He just walked up there and just, just right there on stage and then had to do the I poop my pants walk as he walked off the stage. Everyone remember this? Well, this is something that happened. I remember watching Jerry Nadler drop off the Browns in his pants. And I remember thinking, man, you're old. 
you're well off financially. You've been in Congress. That means you've been insider trading for years and you just pooped your pants on national television. Why are you still doing this? But now I have to ask the question again. Two old Democrats. You're both old. You're both rich. What is this thing with politicians? They're as bad as rock stars and house guests. What is this thing with politicians staying around way too long? Chris, you just watched the poopy pants video. I can tell by the look on your face. I told you. He pooped his pants. I don't think it has the sounds too. I think I think someone added the sounds. If you put the one up with sounds, I don't think that's accurate. I think it was a silent poop. One the microphones didn't pick up, but the microphones didn't have to pick it up. The face said as much as the waddle. The face said, look, you didn't have to see Jerry Nadler walk like Humpty Dumpty off the stage. All you had to see was the face. And that face, it said one thing and one thing only. I just pooped my pants. That's what the face said. All right, all right, enough of that. Let's get back. Let's, we're going to talk a little bit more about what Joe Biden did, and then we get to make fun of Black Lives Matter. And what's better than making fun of Black Lives Matter? Before I forget, though, I realize with all this self-defense stuff and mass shooting stuff that the people get more interested in protecting themselves than they have been. So I reached out. This is a last-minute thing. My buddy Cam Edwards, he's one of these guys that's forgotten more about firearms and firearms laws than I'll ever know than you'll ever know. Cam's going to join us about 20 minutes from now and just give us my voice just got give us some helpful pointers, just kind of walk us through firearms ownership if you're a new maybe you're somebody who's maybe you're a firearms virgin, that's fine. Just hang on and listen to Cam and make it easier, all right? All right, back to the whole Biden stuff. Just man Standing on the still dead bodies as you race to the site of a mass shooting to say things like this is, gosh, gross. Now's the time for the people of all races, from every background, to speak up as a majority in America and reject white supremacy. These actions we've seen in these hate-filled attacks represent the views of a hateful minority. We can't allow them to distort America, the real America. We can't allow them to destroy the soul of the nation. As President of the United States, I travel the world all the time. And other nations ask me, heads of state in other countries, ask me, what's going on? What in God's name happened on January 6th? What happened in Buffalo? What happened? They'll ask. Did you hear what he did? I played the whole thing for a reason. Did you hear what he did at the end? It's important. January 6th? He's standing in Buffalo, a mass shooter. But January 6th? I don't understand. You should. You should understand by now. Do you see what he did? What we're seeing. All this talk about democracy, a threat to democracy. The United States and the world owe a debt to the ancient Greek idea. I'm not going to play the whole thing again. He's always talking about democracy. This is a threat to democracy. He's never been a democracy's under attack. Fight for democracy. And then January 6th. Uh, and then white supremacy. Do you see what they're doing? What they're doing is they're taking their political opponents, you, they're taking normal American parent who's upset about schools teaching filth 
maybe person out there who thinks there was a little bit of election fraud. Somebody who wants the border closed. Somebody concerned about COVID lockdowns. This is an ongoing effort to make the normal American, the opponent, the political opponent of the Democratic Party, this is an ongoing effort to make them into threats to national security. Why? So why do that? What's the point? Why are they trying to take angry soccer mom who doesn't want her son to learn how to be gay in kindergarten? Why are they taking her and they're saying she's a threat to democracy? Why make her into a national security threat? Well, because remember, Democrats don't look at power the way you look at power. That's not how the communist thinks. You, by your very nature of being on the right, you don't think someone in power should use all of it, right? I mean, I'm six foot eight, 230 pounds. My sons are 11 and 14. Uh, it would never occur to me to walk home tonight or drive home, walk in the front door, and my son's sitting on the couch and me to slap him across the face and pick him up and throw him across the room. That's not an appropriate use of power. I'm more powerful than he is. I certainly could if I wanted to. But it would never occur to me to do that. What's wild is it would never occur to the communist not to do that. The communist believes in using his power. And when the communist sits in charge of the federal government, like Joe Biden is now, he doesn't look out at uh, the military, the CIA, NSA, FBI, ATF. He doesn't look out at the post office, IRS. He doesn't look at these things And as anything other than potential tools to attack his political opponents. That's why at the very end of a stupid gun control speech in Buffalo, you throw in, well, they're asking me about January 6th. Democracy's under attack. They're trying to make you a national security threat so they have the option to use the national security apparatus against you. And let's not forget, you're a dangerous white supremacist. In America, evil will not win, I promise you. Hate will not prevail. And white supremacy will not have the last word. White supremacy is a poison. It's a poison running through, it really is, running through our body politic. And it's been allowed to fester and grow right in front of our eyes. We heard the chants. You will not replace us in Charlottesville, Virginia. White supremacy. Easily, with the exception of maybe pedophilia, easily white supremacy is the most reviled ideology universally in the United States of America today. Doesn't matter who you are, if you're listening to the sound of my voice and it came out that you were legitimately some nutjob white supremacist you know, the, with the Klan hat on or a Nazi flag, and it actually came out that you had those things, your life would be ruined. Job gone, bank account gone, wife gone, kids gone. Your life would be ruined. It's a dead ideology. Jesse said, I'm not going to call you Oracle something stupid like that because I don't wave pom-poms. Why is every mass shooter known by the FBI before they act? Once again, this guy said he, quote, wanted to commit a murder-suicide last June and the FBI was involved then. We hear this every time with these guys. If they were actually trying to stop crimes, don't you think they would stop one of these occasionally? 
I know they're busy hunting down suspicious garage ropes, but still. Why? Why didn't they stop it? Why didn't the Federal Bureau of Investigation stop this guy? Again, yet another known guy to the FBI. Why didn't they step in and stop it? And let me ask an even more uncomfortable question. Do you want them to step in and stop it? Hang on, I'm going to clarify exactly what I'm talking about here in just a moment. Before we do that, let's talk about self-defense here real quickly because we're talking about ugly stuff. Let's talk about you getting your hands on a hero gun. You're going to the grocery store. I know you are because I love the grocery store, so you probably do too. At some point in the next week or two, you're going to the grocery store. Your wife is. Your husband is. Your daughter is. Your son is. If a madman walks into that grocery store like happened in Buffalo, is your loved one ready with something to defend themselves? Get a hero gun. Get a non-lethal gun from Hero Defense Systems. It shoots these pepper balls. They explode on contact. It will bring people to their knees. This thing has already saved people's lives. You don't have to be a gun guy or a gun girl. Maybe you hate guns. That's fine. You can use this. It has a laser sight. You point and squeeze. You don't need a concealed carry permit, and you get a discount. Go to Hero2020.com. Code JESSE gets you a special discount. Hero2020.com. Code JESSE. State restrictions may apply. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, if you missed any part of the show, you can catch the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. On iTunes, subscribe and leave a five-star rating talking about how handsome I am. If you missed any part of the show... Go download it. Enjoy it at your leisure. I've decided, Chris, no, hold it. Don't roll your eyes, Chris. I've decided I'm going to start saying leisure instead of leisure. It sounds a lot more sophisticated. And I feel like I'm a more sophisticated person than you give me credit for, Chris. This is not about the spray cheese on the Triscuits, Chris. I've advanced it. Uh, look, you wouldn't understand. All right. I, you wouldn't. It's not anything you would understand. I'm going to Red Lobster later on. You're not. You'd never spend that kind of money. Eh, don't mean it. Look, can't hide money, Chris. Can't hide money. <laughs> All right. All right. But let's get back to this guy's talk real quick. Before we make fun of Black Lives Matter, and remember, we have Ken Medwards going to talk to us about guns here in about 10 minutes. I want to bring this up. The guy brought up the fact that a mass shooter was known to the FBI, and this seems to always be the case. The question always comes up, why didn't they do something? Why didn't they do something? Why didn't they do something? Now, I don't exactly have to tell you that I'm not a big FBI fan anymore, right? I've lost complete trust in the institution. I'm the one who said several times, break the FBI into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the winds. That's an old JFK line that I totally stole because that's what I do. But uh, that's me, right? I'm not, I'm not going to defend the FBI, but I'm going to defend the FBI on this. And this is what I mean. Do you want to live in a country where they can arrest you or law enforcement will be empowered to do something to you 
before you commit a crime. Now, look, look hey, let's the, forget about that specific thing. Let's, let's, get, let's make this one about me. Let's make this about me. What if tonight, what if tonight uh, you look on social media at some point in time and I say something of, hey, I'm going to go kill a bunch of people tomorrow. I'm going, to, I'm going down to the park here in town and I'm going to kill a bunch of people. Okay. What's going to happen? Almost undoubtedly, on top of all the other stuff that would happen if I said something like that, almost undoubtedly people are going to get a hold of local law enforcement here in Houston and local law enforcement is probably going to come knocking on my door. Hey, sir, we want to talk to you. Want to check your mental health. This is a threat of violence. That's a this. That's a that. Okay. All right. Hey, maybe, maybe they'll even take it far enough to where they'll come take my guns away or something like that. Maybe, maybe they'll take it that far. Maybe, depending on what state you live in, depending on what the law is, maybe if I was to say that, I'm going to the park tomorrow to kill a bunch of people, maybe they would even place me in handcuffs and haul me off to jail. But for how long? I might be hauled off to jail for a threat. Maybe it's a day. Shoot. Maybe they, maybe they lock me away for a year. But at some point in time, Crazy Jesse, who's putting threats about killing people on social media, maybe he's still crazy. Maybe a year in jail didn't fix me. What do you want them to do? It's Look, I understand this is an uncomfortable conversation to have. And in the wake of anything terrible happening, this is without exception. A plane crash, a car accident, a mass shooting, uh, someone drowns in a river. It, it, it doesn't matter what, what the thing is. In the wake of something terrible that happens that makes us feel terrible and our hearts are ripped out and their, their thoughts are with the victims and it's too hard and it sucks. In the wake of anything like that, the inevitable human emotion is this. This hurts How do I make sure I never have to hurt like this again? How do I make sure this never happens again? And that's an understandable human emotion. And it's one sometimes you do want to act on. If my kid walks up to the stove when it's on and touches the stove and burns his finger, I am going to take action to make sure that doesn't happen again. Not that I'd probably have to. He'd probably learn his lesson, but maybe he's like me and dumb. Maybe I'll have to pull him aside and spell it out for him, son. Don't do that again. You touch the stove, it burns you. But action will be taken then. But when it comes to law enforcement, when it comes to law enforcement and these known guys, oh, we knew about this. We interviewed him about this. We... We saw his Facebook post about this. We heard from his friends. Yeah, that's fine. What do you want them to do when he hasn't been convicted of a crime? Do you want the Federal Bureau of Investigation or even your local sheriff, cops, ATF? Do you want these various law enforcement groups To have the power to lock you away for significant amounts of time before you do something? Because you might do something? 
and I'm, I'm not criticizing you. It's a legitimate email. It's a legitimate question. People asking out there, why don't they do something? Why don't they do something? But remember this. Always make sure you're not this person. Somebody do something is the cry of a sucker who's about to get taken to the cleaners. That's exactly what this country does way too often now because we're governed by emotions. A new virus gets here. Someone do something. Now we're on the verge of a Great Depression. St. George Floyd dies in Minneapolis. The whole country. Someone do something about racism. Now black people are dying in droves in major cities across the country because we defunded the police. I understand the inclination to scream for action in the wake of something horrible. Be very, very, very careful if you ever find yourself being somebody do something guy. That's a great way to get taken to the cleaners. And speaking of taken to the cleaners, we're going to speak with Cam Edwards next about guns and keeping yourself safe and things like that. And then as soon as I'm done with Cam, I've teased it for long enough. We are going to dig into a little bit of this latest Black Lives Matter news. Speaking of all this St. George Floyd stuff and riots, well, Black Lives Matter has some financial disclosures out there and they don't look very good at all. Hang on. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. 
On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Come on, Barbie, let's go party. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and if the song is that terrible, as we all know by now, it can only mean one thing. It means our guest chose to not pick a song, which means here on the Jesse Kelly Show, you get the worst song we can dig up in that moment. Joining me now is my friend, editor of BearingArms.com, host of the 40 Acre Podcast, and a man who I bet will pick his song the next time, Cam Edwards. Welcome, Cam. What do you mean, man? I picked Barbie Girl by Aqua. <laughs> I, I am a Barbie girl living in a Barbie world. Yes. I take offense to that. Yes. I can certainly I can certainly see the resemblance, Cam. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> well, Cam, let, let's begin with the ugly stuff right now. Obviously, yeah. everyone everyone knows terrible mass shooting. We don't give out the shooter's name ever. I, I think that's a terrible tradition. Mm-hmm. We don't read manifestos. We don't make these scumbags famous. But we do try to make sure people are ready in case they encounter a monster in their life. Sadly, that's the not one we. That's not the last one that's out there. Right? They're, they're, we're always surrounded yeah. by them. Okay, Cam. The average person isn't Cam Edwards. They don't know everything there is to know about firearms and shooting. But they know they want to protect themselves. They want their loved ones protected. How do you begin with someone like that? Well, I, I think, you know, you can start with a couple of things. Uh, first, you know, I, I want to say, because I've done a lot of uh, uh, interviews over the past couple of days, and, and, you know, there is this, like, uh, there's almost this bumper sticker philosophy uh among some of us on the right that well you know if, if somebody had a gun i mean i heard this today if somebody had a gun it could have stopped it. i said well there was a guy with a gun there and the guy was wearing body armor so you know when he was shot it didn't stop him i i don't want people to think that owning a gun is a suit of armor right that it affords you 100 percent protection all of the time um it is a tool it is a tool that i think is of great utility and value in this dangerous world in which we live but you know, if you're getting a gun and, and you say, well, now that I've got it, I'm going to be safe. I'm going to be protected. No, that's not what gun ownership is about. So first you need to think about where you're trying to protect yourself, right? Is this a gun that you want to carry in public? Uh, is this a gun that is going to be primarily for home defense? Um, I think, you know, the vast majority of people who are purchasing firearms right now are purchasing handguns and they are purchasing for self-defense. So that's, you know, where I would say to start. Um, but then I think it's a matter of, actually going down to the gun store, you know, fondling the hardware, so to speak, holding the gun in your hand, seeing what feels good. If you are able to get to a range that rents firearms, you know, rent a couple of different models, see what, what works best for you, because there is no right gun uh, for everybody, right? 
Um, and after that, again, man, you know, I don't care if you live in a constitutional carry state or not. You need to know how to use that gun. You need to feel comfortable with that firearm. And that involves training. That involves hours of training. So it's not something that people should take lightly. But you're right. I think we live in a day and age where everybody needs to be thinking about what they are going to do. What is their plan to keep themselves and the people that they love safe as possible? Kim, are we more in danger now than we've ever been? I mean, everyone... Everyone loves to, loves to take the times we're in. I realize Moses was doing this 2,000 years ago or whatever. Everyone loves to take the times they're in and say, these are the worst times ever, and it wasn't like this when I was a kid. And whatnot. But it, it does feel like we are definitely in an increased level of mental illness out there that is, that is making already crazy people do crazy things. I think that's fair to say. And I think it's manifesting itself in a lot of different ways. Um, I think it does account for, for some degree of the rise in violent crime that we've seen over the past couple of years. Um, but I think it definitely can be seen in the 100,000-plus drug overdose deaths mm. that we're now seeing annually, the 100,000-plus alcohol-related deaths that we see in this country. I mean, both of those are record-high numbers. You know, So there are more stressors. Um, I don't care if the rest of your life has gone perfectly over the past couple of years. Just you know, the COVID-related stressors alone. Uh, have impacted most everybody. And I don't know if we're living in the most dangerous time ever, but we are living in a dangerous time. You know, violent crime has increased, what about homicides have increased about 35% over the past couple of years. We're not quite back to the battle days of the mid-1980s to the early 1990s, but we're definitely trending in the wrong direction. And unfortunately, you know, the uh, desire by Democrats to try to uh, ban our way to safety, I think just takes us further away from the types of policies that could actually start to turn things around in a lot of these cities and across the country. Speaking with Cam Edwards, of course, editor of BearingArms.com, host of the 40 Acre Fool podcast. Cam, all right, right now, undoubtedly, obviously there's a lot of gun, owner, gun owners and people proficient with weapons listening to my show, but there are a bunch of people listening who didn't grow up with guns, didn't grow up hunting, maybe dad wasn't into whatever the case may be. People who aren't familiar with guns are legitimately, it's a legitimate fear, scared of them. I mean, gun being comfortable with guns just comes from with familiarity. What do you yeah. tell the lady right now who's cringing out there at the thought of ever even picking up a handgun? Is there a way, is there a way that lady can dip her toe in the gun water, so to speak, where she can maybe start to see if this is something she can do? What would you tell her? Yeah, absolutely. Specifically, if we're talking about women who are, are let's say, they're second amendment curious, right? Mm -hmm. But they don't maybe know a gun owner. They don't know how to get started. Um, there are a couple of great resources specifically for women. One is called the Girl in a Gun Club. Uh, you can look that up online. There are hundreds of chapters across the country. This is, you know, just local groups of women who get together on a monthly basis at a range. Uh, they are always welcoming. Uh, new gun owners or the, you know, the, the folks who are thinking about becoming gun owners. Um, so there's that option. Uh, there's also the Well-Armed Woman, uh, which is another group of women with hundreds of chapters across the country that also does, you know, very much the same thing. So, you know, there are options out there. I would also say just contact your local range or your local gun store and, and tell them. You know, they've heard this before, especially over the last couple of years, where we've had like 8.5 million new gun owners. 
um, say, I, I, I don't own a gun. I don't have a lot of experience with firearms, but I am, I am very interested in learning more about them and deciding if I want to own one, what resources are available. And I guarantee you, if you contact your local range, they're going to be able to point you in the right direction. Uh, either a you know local nonprofit group that's hosting range days or the range itself. Uh, might have, you know, uh, experiences or classes for people who are uh, new to gun ownership. So don't let that fear stand in the way. Um, the, the group of Second Amendment uh, advocates and activists that I know are very open. They're very welcoming. They, they love seeing people who are going to shoot for the very first time, and they want to help ease them into that with like a twenty-two long rifle, right? So you're not going to start out with a big forty-five that's going to, you know, leave you a uh, trembling, uh, you know, we'll start you out small and we'll work your way up based on your comfort level. But we want to see more Americans embracing their right to keep and bear arms. So you are going to be welcomed. And if you're not, tell somebody, let somebody at that range know, let that gun store owner know, hey, you know what? I, I felt belittled. I felt uh, like I was, you know, made to feel stupid because I didn't know what I was going on. I don't think that's going to be your experience, mm-hmm. but you know, say something and I guarantee it's going to get corrected. Amen. He is Cam Edwards. It's the 40 Acre Fool podcast. Highly recommended. Thank you, my brother. Always good talking with you, Jesse. Thank you, sir. All right. It's a dark day. I mean, not for not for America. I mean, unless you want to just consider it a random dark day, but for Russia. It is. Hang on, Chris. I don't expect people to feel sorry for Russia, but I saw this and my heart broke. It broke a little bit. We're going to talk about that in just a second. But let's go back to what Cam was talking about, about practicing, training. I I brought this up before. There's a great line in that Denzel Washington movie, Man on Fire, when he's helping the little girl train for swim practice. And she says something about being tough. And he says to her, there's no such thing as tough. There's trained and there's untrained. These Navy SEALs, Green Berets, Army Rangers, Marines, you know, all these guys you look up to, they didn't ever magically become good shots. They practiced. You need to practice. It's a dangerous world and you need to practice. How about practicing right inside of your home without firing a shot? How's that sound? You can do that. Get the Mantis X system. You hear people talking about it on my show all the time now. You get it sent right to your house. It attaches to your weapon. You practice in the comfort of your home without firing a shot, and you will get better. Go to mantisx.com. That's mantisx.com. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris, don't ever play that amazing song by Foreigner again unless you're going to play the main part so we can all do the hand pump thing where we're like, jukebox. You know you do it too, Chris. I know. It is all good. It is all good. That is fair. You know what? That was a fair point, Chris. I guess you can stay on. Look, quit trying to control me. <laughs> In case you missed what I'm talking about, you have to go back and listen to the when Chris got hate mail about the Jews controlling me. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to go back and listen to the podcast after the show. iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. All right, I still have a few things I have to get to here about Democrats lying about inflation, 
working from home, something sad about Russia, why we need to completely dismantle and level the top 50 universities in the country. I have to get to emails. I have a lot, but none of that, none of that, none of that's going to come before making fun of Black Lives Matter. Just, just walk with me. And it's actually, I take that back. I take that back. I'm actually not about to make fun of Black Lives Matter. I'm not for the first time. Let's let's walk through memory lane together, shall we? It's just you and me. Let's take let's take an evening stroll through memory lane. We all woke up one day and we all were greeted by a not so great looking video out of Minneapolis. What was on that video? Well, there was a cop Looked like he had his knee on the back of some guy's neck. Or maybe top of his back. We don't, we don't know. But this cop, he was on top of a shirtless black dude. And not only was he on top of this shirtless black dude, the shirtless black dude was sweating. He looked terrible. He, he was calling for his mom. It, ju- it just looked bad. And that, that would have been bad enough. He was on there for a while, and eventually, the dude died. Now, in this country, because we have been so saturated by white guilt from every part of the system of this nation, this country got set on fire after that was done. We had every major American city being torched, rioting, Black Lives Matter allowed to run rampant. They were turning BLM people loose in the streets. Antifa, of course, got in on it. The Antifa slash Black Lives Matter street animals torched American cities over this. And it was one of the wildest times because all this torching, all this outrage, it wasn't about one specific incident. I mean, remember a couple things about that incident. I know people want to forget this, but there are two things you should probably remember about that incident. One, the cop got convicted and sent to jail. He's in prison as we speak. That's one. Two, as much as you may detest that cop, they tore that guy's life apart in a way that your life will never be torn apart. And they didn't find even a tiny amount of racism in his background. There was some stuff. uh, Maybe he and George had worked together in the past. Or maybe he was a bad cop. Maybe a violent cop. You never really know. But never a text between a buddy. An ex-girlfriend. Nothing. Not even an inappropriate meme. Can you say you've never sent an inappropriate racial meme before in your life? They never found one on him. And so the guy was arrested, thrown in prison. And yet, because it couldn't be just about that, it had to be about something more. They made it about cops hunting down black men, racism in the police force in this country. America's an evil place. Never been fair to the black man. Can't get ahead here in America. And this was... This was not just like some scumbag politician saying this. Black Lives Matter, this group managed to get major U.S. corporations to go along with this. This came from every part of our society. 
We actually had, if you have an Instagram account, you'll remember this. There were a sea of people putting a black square on their profile as some protest against racism. During these race riots, I lost my own church because my pastor lost his mind. Actors, athletes, remember professional sports was ruined. I've never been back since then. Black Lives Matter written across the court. Black Lives Matter. I'm driving in Houston. There's Black Lives Matter posters everywhere. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Mitt Romney marching in a Black Lives Matter parade. And I just want to, again, as we're walking down memory lane, I want to remind everyone Not only is Black Lives Matter responsible for multiple murders over the course of years, before St. George Floyd died, they were responsible for a bunch of murders. Black Lives Matter, the founders, people like Patrice Cullors, she is not in some hidden revealed text message. She is on camera publicly announcing that she is a trained Marxist. In fact, all the founders are on camera saying capitalism's evil, we're trained communists, we're trained Marxists. Those are their own words. And yet, we have murderous race hustlers on camera admitting they're Marxists, and yet America's corporate world especially decided to just drown itself in white guilt and flood a group of violent street communists with millions of dollars to try to try to ease the white guilt, which puts a big smile on my face, actually. I mean, yeah, I, I hate that it helped burn down the country, but when I see things like this, it just puts a smile on my face. Tax filings show how Black Lives Matter founder Patrice Cullors spent the charity funds. You see, turns out... They're worth, oh, I don't know, $42 million now, this Black Lives Matter group. I think, I think it's important for Americans to understand where that money went. And because, look, because I'm a fair guy, I mean, because I'm a reasonable human being, I think it would be only fair if you have investments of any kind for you to know that the corporations you may be invested in who chose to give to Black Lives Matter, I think it would be important for you to understand where your board of directors chose to, you know, spend your capital. Don't you think that would be important? Let's let's walk through this together. Hang on. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Burna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Burna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 